the moment you stay still, you've just put yourself at risk. Because even if you're on the right track, if you don't move, you can still get run over. Okay, there is no such thing as standing still. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. Welcome to season three of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can start living life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, come sign up for one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right Podcast, a podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar DuPaz, and this is episode number 43. We are in the season number three. That's 2017. Today, when you are listening to this, it's a great day. It's MLK Day. Well, if you're listening to it, the day this comes out on January the 16th. So happy MLK Day to everybody. Happy to everybody who has their own dream. Happy day to everybody who believes in Dr. Martin Luther King's dream, which is that all people would be treated and looked at and viewed as equals, not by the color, color of their skin, but the content of their character. And this show has a lot to do with character. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome. Thank you for showing up. Just want to let you know this is a different type of personal finance podcast. We don't talk about money as it relates to real to, to well, let me say that again. We don't talk about money as you would normally hear on the CNBCs and the, the Fox business. We don't talk the jargon and all that. We talk about money as it relates to real life, how you can use it to apply it to the things that you want to accomplish, your goals, your dreams, to raising an amazing families, to having amazing marriages, to going to see the world, all that good stuff. I like to call it functional finances, almost kind of like functional fitness, but functional finances, finances that you can use and you can apply. And you can apply. And my goal is for this show to be completely and utterly, undoubtedly useful to you when it comes to you and how you handle your money. Again, my name is Jamar DuPaz. I'm the Money Misfit. And if you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. That's yourmoneyright.com. And sign up to become a misfit. We have plenty of resources. Go back and listen to all these past shows if you really want to get a feel of how we do things. Because we do things a little bit differently. And I'm excited to show share that with you uh, as you Come along with on us with this journey. And if you ha- are not yet, make sure you are subscribed to the, sh- to the podcast and your favorite podcast player to make sure you don't miss a show ever, 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 ever. All right. So with that being said, uh, I'm excited. I am excited. Today is actually the day we're doing our very first Get Your Money Right boot camp. It's a live uh, workshop. We're going to talk about money. We're going to reveal all the things that me and my wife do to actually manage our money. If you 
ever asked yourself or ever wondered where your money has gone or if you feel like you're frustrated with money or if you feel like you're tired of arguing over money, if you feel like you don't really know what you need about money, you feel like you need to scrimp and cut back and save and coupon and all that good stuff in order to do your money right. Look, you want to sign up for this boot camp. Now, the boot camp is closed for now. But if you go to the website, you'll be able to get on the waiting list and we'll let you know when the next one opens up. These boot camps are small. There's only a few people on them. And that's just so I can get my hands on you and I can work with you instead of doing one on ones. I was doing some one on ones last fall, but that got a little time consuming and a little bit expensive because be honest with you, my time is it's pretty valuable to me. Right. I want to spend time with my wife. Uh, and my children. And I also have a a regular job as a firefighter as well. So I don't have a whole lot of free time. Uh, So when I do have free time to do things like this, I like for it to be uh, worthwhile. And just working with one-on-one gets really expensive for somebody who really needs to kind of manage their money. So that's why we started doing these boot camps in these small group settings. So you want to jump on these. Uh, I can't wait to hear from the people who've gone through it today uh, as you're listening to this. And maybe we'll have a few of them on uh, to kind of share their experiences and what they learned. So that, that should be exciting. But anyway, head over to yourmoneyright.com, find the boot camp, get yourself registered, or at least get yourself on the waiting list. So when we release this thing again, you'll be the first to be notified when it comes out. So with that being said, today... Today's going to be a little challenging uh, show. Today is not going to be for the faint, the weak, the sensitive people, right? Um, I'm commemorating this day to Dr. Martin Luther King and to everybody who's listening to this, which I always do. But I want to talk about dreams. I want to talk about what it takes to do the extraordinary uh, and I want to talk about the fallacy, the falsehood that we've been sold that doing the average is the safe thing to do, right? In fact, following the herd is the least safe thing you can do, which kind of goes against our natural instincts as humans, right? You want to get in the herd, you get safe, but it's the least safe thing you can do these days and in this economy. So today we're going to talk about the cost of average, And what do I mean by average? And what I mean by average is real simple. If you see what other people are doing, the average person, right? So we've been told that what we need to do, especially when it comes to our finances and our lifestyle, is go to school, get a good education, get a good job, get married, have 1.5 kids, uh, maybe go back to school, uh, get a master's, a PhD, save up some money, uh, invest for the long term in the stock market, and retire and hope there's enough money left for you to live off of when you're done working this career that you're trying to run away from. Now, that is the average game plan. Here's the problem with that. I say this a lot, and those of you know, I have the privilege of being a firefighter and also a paramedic. So we work, we don't just do fire, we also do emergency medical services. So basically, anytime people, especially in Houston, we are an all-hazard 911 a service. So anytime somebody dials 911, for whatever reason, for the most part, they send the fire department to figure it out, right? Uh, it could be a stub toe. It could be a raccoon in the attic. 
Now, we don't actually pull out raccoons in the attic, but people have called us for that type of stuff, right? It's not always life or death. It's not always Chicago fire like you see in the shows and stuff like that. Now, that would be cool if they only called us for the exciting stuff, but that's not how, that's not how it works in real life. But I say all that to say this. A lot of times we sit down and we meet with the elderly because a lot of times uh, elderly people, all their friends have they they died, right? They're all gone. Family is gone. Uh, so sometimes they get lonely. It's a sad, sad thing. But a lot of times they'll get lonely. They'll call us and maybe not anything's really wrong with them. Maybe they just need somebody to talk to. Now, I know you're thinking like that's a bad use of 911. You know, I agree, right? But this happens. So we're there. We try to accommodate uh, and get back in service so we can be available for the real emergencies. But one of the things we hear a lot is regret. Uh, regret of not doing the things that they want to do in life. Right. Even the people who are well off, they're wealthy. Right. They may stay in these really nice um, nursing homes or uh, assisted living facilities that cost, you know, five, ten thousand dollars a month. So their finances are, are OK. But the regret is the things that they didn't get the chance to do. Right. Uh, and then there's the majority of people who finances are not very good. Right. They have nobody to lean on. They have their own fixed incomes. Uh, there's nobody to defend them um, and they don't have any money to hire help and that type of thing. So, and we talk to them a lot. And I say all that to say this, that uh, these people a lot of times follow the rules, right? They did what the average American did, right? They went to school. uh, They got a good job. They worked for somewhere for 40 years. Uh, Sometimes they got a pension and they lived off of social security. Now here's where this thing gets kind of shaky for us, right? We know chances are social security is not going to be there, right? Or at least not in its full potential. Now there is some chance that that we do turn it around and fix it, but as it stands right now, social security is going to be out of money or won't be able to pay full benefits in about 2028 or 2000, between 2028, between 2028 and 2037, right? So they're saying, look, we're going to have to cut benefits, maybe to 75%, cut them all together, raise the age. There's going to be some finagling that they got to do to make sure they pay for. So Social Security may or may not be there for you in its all its glory that it is today. And when I say glory, I say that facetiously because it's not enough really to live out your quote unquote golden years. Now, add on top of that, that very few of us, like 2% of us even have pensions now, right? So I have a pension. I know some uh uh, police officers have pension. Very few of them. Uh, I know some teachers have pensions, but all that stuff is under attack, right? Because Wall Street wants that money and they want everybody to go to 401k type plans, right? Uh, so that's under attack. Uh, and then the other aspect is the rest of us uh, are just pretty much left out to kind of fend for ourselves when it comes to retirement. So we are forced to kind of save in these 401ks or IRAs. And usually these are invested in the stock market. And uh, or mutual funds and that type of thing. And um, the, the truth is we're in trouble when it comes to that as an entire country, not just our generation of, you know, 20, 30 and 40 year olds and things like that. But the entire nation is in trouble because there is a crisis. There's not enough money. People are not saving enough money in their 401ks. 2020 just did a show uh, recently this past weekend over the shrinking middle class and how difficult it is to be in the middle class. Uh, especially on the lower end of the middle class, because you see m- more people in the lower end of the middle class shrinking and falling down into the poverty levels. Right. 
Uh, so it's getting to that point to where you're going to have to make a decision real quick, right? Like you're going to be, uh, you're going to make a lot of money and get yourself out of the middle class, or you're going to slide down uh, and eventually become one of the poor class. Now, uh, this is not, I know this is sounding kind of, kind of rough right now, right? But it gets better. But I told you this is going to be a tough one because I'm going to challenge you on this, right? And I'm challenging you because, uh, understand that doing what the average person does does not work, right? We know that by the age of 65, 95% of this population is either dead or dead broke, right? Or depending on somebody else for their financial services, whether it be the government, whether it be family or something like that, right? And that's following the system. And you say, well, Jamar, you know, it's different now because you got compound interest. You got, uh, you got people who've started uh, investing real early in their twenties. They start saving and stuff like that. My question is, number one, is that you? Did you start saving at 22 years old? For your quote unquote retirement? Probably not, right? If you did, did you tap into that? Have you already cashed out? Most people have already tapped into that money they started putting to the side. Why? Because we don't really know what to do with the money, right? And then a lot of times we end up needing that money. So people, for the most part, a lot of people end up taking their money out of their 401ks, out of their IRAs to help them pay for their necessities, to help them pay for life, help them pay for when life gives you hiccups. Why? Because a lot of times we prematurely start putting that money in there without keeping any cash on the side to help us go through those rough times. So we end up taking that money out anyway. So that's one part. The other part is they talk about the magic of compounding numbers or compounding interest, which it is magical. Right. But and they always quote Einstein. They said Einstein says that uh, compounding interest is the, uh, the one of the great wonders of the world. Well, he said compounding numbers, not necessarily compounding interest. So you may be asking me, what's the difference? Well, here's the difference. When you put your money in the market. And, you know, you go, you sit down with an insurance salesman or a a financial planner or you see like these calculators that they show you on the Internet about if you save this much and you get or even like Dave Ramsey. Right. I got great love and respect for Dave Ramsey. But one of the things that he tells people to do is put their money in a good growth stock mutual fund that will give you on average 12 percent a year over the 30 or 40 years. Well, that's nonsense. Number one, because averages mean nothing. If you don't believe me, go go back to that episode that I did on men lie, women lie, numbers do too. Right. And I challenge and I talk about the fallacy and the straight up lies that when it comes down to average rate of return, average rate of return don't mean anything. What the important part is, is the actual rate of return, right? Quick example, okay, and then I'll move on. If uh, I give you 100 bucks and you're my broker, right? You go invest for me, right? I give you $100, and this year you make, you have a great year. You make 100% return on my money, right? So at the end of the year, I gave you 100. Now I got $200, right? We're not going to talk about fees or anything like that, but just, just say, you doubled my money. I got a 100% rate of return, right? That's my actual rate of return. Now, the next year, we get into a stock market crash or whatnot, and we end up losing 50%, right? So I had 200. We lost 50%. Now I'm back down to $100. I'm back down to exactly where I started with you when I got started, right? I got a 100% return on the first first year, but I got a 50% loss, and the 50% loss put me back to where I started. Now, watch this. If you do the calculations on that, that is an average 25% rate of return, right? Because if you go above 100% and then below 50%, right? Bring those together. That's a 25% rate of return, average rate of return. 
but I got this 25% average rate of return, but I'm right back where I started. And in fact, if I put this in real life, I'm worse off than I started because I had to pay you fees to do that. Right. So that's why the average rate of return is absolutely nonsense. I don't want to hear nobody talk to me about no average rate of returns because we need to talk about the real, the actual returns. Right. So one of the things they don't tell you about, they don't calculate when they do these projections, they don't calculate losses. Right. And you will have losses throughout those years. And it's the losses that are even more powerful than the magic of compounding. <laughs> right. As we just proved to you, because even if you think about this, right, we lost 50 percent and you think, well, I can get that 50 percent back next year. Well, if you get 50 percent back next year, you don't go back to the 200 you had 50 percent of 100 is 50 dollars. So you go back to 150 dollars. You still haven't reached that 200 dollars that you were at even though you got a 50% return that next year, right? It's the losses that hurt the most. And those are the things that we don't calculate when we put in these projections, right? Now, I'm not saying don't invest in a stock market. What I'm trying to do is give you a clue, right? The average person doesn't understand that. The average person will take what somebody tells them and say, hey, I'm getting an average rate of return of so-and-so and so-and-so, but my the, my numbers ain't, going, ain't doing that well. I don't understand it, right? But the good news is, you know, that's not going to be you. Why? Because you're listening to the show, right? Uh, you're not the average person. The average person is not going to sit here and listen to me talk about money. The average person doesn't talk about money at all. The average person actually tries to stay away from talking about money as much as possible. Think about that for a minute. And if you don't pay any attention to it, somebody else does. And if somebody else is paying more attention to your money than you are, your money's going to get got. It's like a woman. Right. And ladies, you just just bear with me because I'm talking to the fellas for a second. Right. It's just like your woman. If another man is paying more attention to her than you are, you're in trouble. You can keep her for a while. But if you're not paying any attention to her, she ain't sticking around, Jack. That's just the way it goes. Even if she sticks around physically, she checked out emotionally and money is the same way. Right. If you don't pay attention to it, if you don't respect it. Right. If you don't if you don't treat it right, money leaves your life. That's the way it goes. And that's how it happens in everything in life. That's how your time is. Think about it. Right. If you don't plan your time, if you don't respect your time, time just flies by you and you look up five years, 10 years down the road and you're like, man, I'm not where I want to be. Well, you didn't really respect the time that you had. Right. And, And again, that's for everything in life, not just money. Because, you know, I get it. I get emails every now and again talking, you know, actually, pe- believe it or not, people send me emails and say, well, all you do is focus on money. Well, this is not about money. Right. If you've listened to my show for any given amount of time, you know, this is more than money. Getting your money right is about getting your life right, about getting your perspectives right, by getting your goals right, your dreams right. And that's what this is all about. It's not about that average, the average, the way the average person thinks about money. This isn't about greed. Right. This is about quality of life. And this is about something that's important that we need to pay attention to that we've never been taught to pay attention to. Right. So let's keep going. Um, Let's talk about the average job. Right. The average worker. One of the things that broke my heart when watching that 2020 show the other night uh, was there's a lot of victimization going around. Right. So one of the highlights they had was a firefighter who who worked three jobs just to kind of make ends meet, to, to make his lifestyle work. And I feel him because. Being a firefighter, we don't make a lot of money, uh, but 
most firefighters have second jobs, third jobs, sometimes even fourth jobs. And they're weird hours. They're crazy type jobs that are stressful jobs when you're dealing with everybody else's problems. Then you come home, and you got to deal with your own stuff. So uh, I feel them. Uh, it, it, was, it broke my heart. But the problem is the average person these days, which I don't know how this turned around and happened, but the average person these days, they want to play the victim. Right. They want somebody to come in and swoop up and save them. Let me tell you something. That is a terrible way to live. When somebody always has to be the one to save you, that is a disempowering way to live. What's the most the more empowering way to live is to take responsibility. Right. So somebody you may be saying, like, look, it's not fair. Trust me. I understand it's not fair. I'm a black man in America (laughs) and I got a smart mouth and I don't like authority. Right. So uh, I understand. Right. Because I can get a little mouthy and there's people who don't look like me who don't like it when an intelligent brother gets to talking to them in, in the intelligent way and beating them at their own game. Right. So I understand the game. Right. I understand it's not fair. Right. I understand. But here's the part about that. Me sitting there and whining and complaining about how not how it's not fair will not make it any more fair. Right. It won't get me closer to where I want to go. It won't get my kids closer to where I want them to go. It won't get my family Closer to the goals that we have for ourselves by sitting back and complaining. Now, there are people that are go out and they're going to do that. And I appreciate that. Y'all go do that. Fight for it or whatnot. In the meantime, in the meantime, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take care of mine. I'm going to be an example for people that look like me. I'm going to be an example for my community and do everything I can to keep pushing forward. Right. I had uh, another email. It's crazy. I get these people that send me these emails about because uh, I just start this boot camp thing. Right. And I'm charging uh, $25 as an introductory price. Now, that price is going up. That's not staying at $25. Right. Because this information is just too valuable. Um, but as an introductory price, it's so just $25 to get started. So it'll probably be $25 for the next one, too. But then the price is going to start going up the more and more I do this. So they said, well, why didn't I do this as a nonprofit? Why am I charging people? Uh, to get this information. And we'll say, number one, I'm not charging you to get the information. You can get the information through the podcast. Now, there's some things that I, I can't really show you through the podcast, but I try to do free webinars. I try to do uh, videos on, on Facebook and stuff like that. So if you don't like us on Facebook, make sure you go do that. Uh, if you're on the email list, you'll get notified when we do webinars and that stuff. But anyway, so why don't I do a nonprofit? Here's the deal about nonprofits. All nonprofits, I don't care which one it is, have to have profits to feed it, right? It's just so so happened that they take other people's or they ask for other people's profits to keep their their uh, nonprofit going. So even though it's a nonprofit, it still needs a profit producing vehicle to keep it going, right? One of the reasons why I started doing this and, and uh, charging uh, for the boot camps and stuff like that is because I need this to be sustainable, right? If there's no cash flow coming in. Right. And I'm just using uh, my own personal money, which I'm OK to do. Right. I've been doing it since you know last year anyway. Uh, it won't be very sustainable. I won't be able to take time away from my job because I am a firefighter. I do have two jobs. Plus, I have three kids, another one on the way and a wife and a dog. And I do this and I'm working hard and hard and hard to serve. Right. Well, we only have so much time in a day. Right. And if I can't find a way for this to become sustainable, then I won't be I won't be doing the podcast. I won't be doing the classes. And in us as a whole, well, basically like this, the way I look at it is who else is going to step up and talk about this? Who else is going to step up and bring this information out to people who, who can relate to me? Right. And to relate to people who look like me. Right. Who else is going to do that?
Right. So that's why this thing needs to be sustainable. But even in a nonprofit, you got to figure out a way for it to be sustainable. Your own life, you have to find a way for it to be sustainable. If you don't earn enough income in your life to live the lifestyle you want to live, the lifestyle you're living won't be sustainable and you end up having to go backwards. And we don't want to do that. And that's what the average person does. The average person lives their entire working lives and then go backwards. How do we know that? Well, we've talked about this before. The system is set up for you. This is why they tell you about the 401ks, because they say you get a tax uh, a tax break when you invest in your 401ks, which is true in a sense. But it's not actually a tax break. It's a tax deferment. You don't pay taxes today. You pay taxes in the future. Their game plan is that today you're making more money than you will make in the future. So therefore, uh, you will pay. A, you'll be in a lower tax bracket in the future than you are today. Right. So they are setting you up. The game plan, the average game plan is to set you up to where you'll be in a lower tax bracket in the future than you are today, which means you'll be making less money in the future than you are today. I don't know about you, but I don't plan to be making less money in my golden years than I'm making today. Because today <laughs> ain't ain't enough. Right. It ain't. This is I'm not I'm, I'm it's enough. Don't get me wrong. It's enough. I'm not. What I'm saying is I'm not settling here. Right. And if I have to make less in the future than I do today, remember, we talked about inflation. Right. Things will cost more in the future than they do today. So that don't even make any sense. Right. But that's where the, that's where the average person is marching down. Right. That's not us. in the that's not the misfits. Right. The average person won't pay attention to what's happening in, in the work in the workforce and in the, in the market. Right. The average job is going to be eliminated by uh, automation. Right. The average job is under well, we've been under competition, but the average job is going to be eliminated by automation and also uh, paying people overseas for lower wages. Right. That 2020 episode talked a lot about that, about how these jobs are going overseas and these people can't compete anymore. Well, here's the deal. At, you know, things change. Right. They do. That's just the way it goes. At one time, there was an ice man. There was a man who delivered a block of ice to your house. Because refrigeration wasn't invented yet, right? When they came up with the refrigerator, these ice men, they boycotted, they fought, and they did everything they could to stop these refrigerations, these refrigerators from coming and taking their jobs. Think about that for a minute. Think about how silly that sounds. How much better life would be with refrigerators versus somebody delivering you a block of ice to keep your meat cold. But those people didn't want to lose their jobs, so they didn't want society to advance and that's what we're going to see a lot coming now in the future as artificial intelligence comes around as machines get smarter and they start to learn things as automation starts happening uh, you look at the people who are like uber drivers today who are depending on uber drivers well these cars soon will be driving themselves so what's going to happen with the uber drivers right what's going to happen with the delivery drivers well, they're still probably going to be delivery jobs. You need somebody to get it off the truck and stuff like that. But there are going to be jobs out there that will be eliminated. There's a lot of people crying and complaining and fighting for $15 an hour for minimum wage for fast food workers. Well, a lot of these people will be replaced right, by machines. Okay, So even if you do get $15 an hour, you still need another game plan. What are you going to do next? $15 an hour won't sustain you for the next 20, 30, 40 years or however long you live. Now, keep in mind, we're living longer than we did before. Right. So that's the other thing to think about. Don't sit there and complain about progress. You have to get out of the way. Here's the deal. Even if you're on the right track in your career. Right. 
the moment you stay still, you've just put yourself at risk. Because even if you're on the right track, if you don't move, you can still get run over. Okay, there is no such thing as standing still. You either moving forward or you're moving backwards. And I hate to be so blunt about this, but you always have to continuously grow. There is no stopping. Right. You have to be a lifelong learner. And here's the here's the deal. Once you learn how beautiful it is to learn more skills and continue to grow and all that stuff, you become addicted to it anyway. Right. It, it's not a chore. It's, you're learning more things which allows you to be more productive, more productive citizen, more productive family member, just a a leader in your community, uh, in your field or whatnot. The more and more you grow and develop and work on yourself. And guess what happens? The more and more income you also make. There's not a coincidence that people who know more tend to to make more. Right. Uh, Then there's those skills that always pay more. The skill of communication. Right. The skill of sales. the The skill of bringing people together. The skill of being able to find find resources, right? Those skills always pay more because they will always be in demand. Even when machines start to learn a lot of things, we get this artificial intelligence, we're still going to need people to make the critical decisions, right? We're still going to need people to solve problems. We're still going to need people to create the art that entertains us, that in- inspires us. We're still going to need people to be able to communicate with us so we know what to do next and we know how to get uh, new ideas in our brains, right? Those are things that machines may not ever do, right? Because that's what we need. But remember, the goal of an economy is not necessarily to create jobs, it's to produce the lifestyle that we want. But that's also the goal of you being in a workforce, right? To produce the lifestyle that you want. It's not necessarily about the job, right? But we're going to get in that. But it's what the average person thinks, right? So the average person is going to get run over by technology. It's going to get run over by progress. That's not the misfits, right? We're, we're not doing that, right? The average person gets re- gets surprised by recessions, right? Misfits, we don't do that. We understand that that recessions come, right? After every feast, there's a famine. The good book has told us this. We've been knowing this for thousands of years. After every feast, there's a famine. Things are going good right now. Guess what's coming next, right? A recession, right? After fall, always comes what? Winter, right? But here's even the better news. After winter comes spring, right? But springs are short, This is real talk. Listen up. Springs are short. Okay. In the spring, that's when you need to get your seed planted. Okay. You only have so many springs in your life. There's only so many of them. And the few that you do get, they're short. So you got to get to working in the springtime. Right. And when things get hot in the summer, you have to protect the seeds that you've planted. You got to pay attention. If you don't pay attention, The sun will burn up your seeds. The birds would eat your seeds. Remember, some of your seeds will go on bad ground. Some will go on rocky ground. The birds will get some. Some some of your seeds will start to grow and then some of the weeds will choke them out, especially if you're not there to pull the weeds. Right. But some of it's going to fall on fertile ground. The good book tells us this. Right. And then after summer, there's the fall. The fall is the reaping season. You can't complain about not having any crops If you didn't plant in the spring. Could you imagine a farmer in the middle of his field crying because he got nothing in the fall, even though he didn't plant in the spring? We can't be naive to that. 
right? And even after you get your harvest in the fall, guess what comes after that again? Winter, okay? It's not rocket surgery. This happens time and time and time again. Now, we've been distracted. Uh, It's easy for us to get into the euphoria of enjoying the good times because a lot of times, even in the good times, we're trying to catch up for when, because <laughs> we weren't prepared for the bad times. That's why we got so much debt, right? And that's what the average person goes through. But the misfit, we're not doing that no more, right? Um, the average person hopes for change, right? The misfit already knows that change is going to happen. Change is inevitable, but progress is not, right? Progress is on purpose. We talk about purpose a lot. Especially when it comes to your money, you have to tell your money what you want it to do. But you got to understand what your purpose, what you want your money to do. And then you tell your money to do it in the boot camps. We talk specifically about how to do that and how to make this an automatic uh, habitual thing. And we're not talking about spreadsheets and, and cutting coupons and shrinking your life down to nothing so you can have a little bit. We're talking about doing it in a systematic way. Right. Uh, remember what system stands for S Y S T E M system stands for save yourself, uh, some time, energy, and money. And that's what we teach a system in the boot camp, right? Um, the average person sees two sides of a coin. The misfit understands that there's more than two sides to every coin. There's three sides. There's the head, there's the tails, and there's the ridge. And as a misfit, We're always going to stand on the ridge. We're not going to choose between Democrat and Republican. We're going to stand in the middle and figure out what the heck they're up to. What does it really mean? Are they talking out of the side of their neck like they usually do? They try to get us angry at each other. One left says this, the right says that. And then these jokers go sit down together and have dinner together and make deals together and all this other stuff in Washington. Right. The misfit ain't fooled by that. The average person is. Right. And they keep us they keep us conquered by dividing us, by making us angry at the other side as though there are really sides. Right. The misfit doesn't do that. The misfit always understands there's a third side of the coin and we want to sit on that ridge and look at both sides and see what's going on. The average person hopes that their job or the government is going to take care of them in their retirement. Okay, we see how that turns out. Just look around. Look at the people that you know that are on Social Security, on government benefits, things like that. It's not easy being on fixed income. You know, I I know a lot of times you see on TV, they try to make it seem like people who are on welfare and on government assistance has it good. It's not easy being there. I've been there. It's not easy. There's nothing glamorous about that. Okay, nobody wants to be on food stamps. People want to produce for themselves. They want to be able to fend for themselves, right? But the average person believes that that's what the job of the government and their job is to do is to take care of them. The misfits understand that it's their job to take care of themselves and you partner with your job and you partner with the government to do the things that they want you to do. The people who understand that get paid the most and they have the most they have the most harvest. Right. Let me explain. We talked about this before, how taxes is your large expense. Well, how do you cut your tax bill? Right. Well, you partner with the government because The tax system, all the tax code is, is an incentive plan, right? The government gives you tax breaks to do things that they want you to do, right? Here's a quick example. When 
the housing market was doing bad. They wouldn't sell enough houses. They gave everybody an $8,000 tax credit to go buy a house. Here's $8,000 to go buy a house. Why did they do that? Because they wanted to incentivize people to go out and buy houses. The government can't just go out and buy a bunch of houses, right, and not make a difference anyway. So in order to incentivize us to go out and do it, they say, here, we'll give you a tax break to do that, right? Another example, cash for clunkers. Remember when they want you to go a few years back, they want you to take your old car. They give you cash for that so you can get a brand new car. Why? Because they were trying to help out the auto industry. So they incentivized you with a tax benefit. They do the same thing for businesses. If you have a home-based business, there's 400 and something different tax write-offs you could do. This is why people are mad. Is They're mad at Trump, right? Because he didn't pay any taxes or allegedly didn't pay any taxes. Well, you got to understand, Trump was in a real estate game. And in the real estate game, there is a ton of tax breaks. Why? Because the government wants you to do that. So you partner with the government in a sense and do uh, the things that they would like for you to do. Produce profit, produce jobs, produce housing for people, uh, stimulate the economy. If you can do those things with the government, the government will incentivize you and give you tax breaks. Same thing with your employer. You want to partner with your employer. What does your employer want? They want more profits, right? So if you think about yourself uh, as a, um, an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur within your own job, you will see if you take that mentality and you tell your boss, look, look, I'm here to help you make more profit. Guess what? You're not getting cut when it's time to get downsized, right? Because you're producing, you understand the bottom line and you're likely producing the bottom line, right? Those people who are producing and bringing in income and understand that part of their valuable part of the game, those people don't get laid off. Okay, because if those people get laid off, then the company loses money and they don't want to do that. The people who get laid off are the people who are not necessarily directly contributing to the end game, to the profits of the, of the company. Right. That's just the way that works. So you want to partner with the government, partner with your job, not depend on government and depend on your job. That's a different mindset. The average person does one misfits. We do the other. Right. The average person thinks that education ends at college. We touched on this already. The misfit understands that education never stops. We're continuously growing. We're continuously learning. We're continuously getting better. Right. One of the most important parts of of, of we, we have a bucket system that we also teach in a boot camp. But one of those buckets is we call the getting better bucket. Right. Well, 10 percent of the, every dollar that we bring in the house goes towards us getting better, whether it's getting better. We'll go to a marriage retreat. Whether it's me taking a course or uh, the wife taking a course or reading books or we're going to seminars and all that good stuff. Right. A couple examples. Uh, When I want to start the podcast, I took a podcasting course. Right. Cost me a few hundred out, two, three, four hundred. I can't remember exactly how much it was, but I had the money in my getting better bucket to be able to do that. So now I took this course and it shortcutted me to being able to give you a fairly decent podcast, uh, which I'm always learning and getting better because you get better by repetition. But I was able to get a lot of shortcuts by being able to do that. When I first got involved in the real estate game, all right, I got involved in wholesaling real estate. Now, I had heard about it, but I didn't know much about it. So what I do, I took a course. The course, I think, cost me uh, three or four hundred dollars. But out of that one course, I've made thousands of dollars in wholesaling real estate. Right. With pretty much no money in the game. And we'll talk about wholesaling real estate uh, in another show because I think it's a great way for people to get involved in real estate. Um, <clears throat> but I was able to pay for that. Right. Uh, one of the things that me and my wife was able to do is go to seminars and we're able to communicate with each other. Right. So we not only do we not argue over money, we don't pretty much argue over anything anymore. 
Right. Because one, our money is in order and, you know, money's always a sensitive deal. But we've also taken that money and invested in learning how to communicate with each other, be better husbands, be better wives, be better parents, be better people all around. Right. Misfits understand that you always continuously to invest in yourself and invest in your education so you can get better and continuously to grow. Because at the end of this game, you don't want to be trading time for dollars when you're 65 years old. I'm not going to be on a fire truck at the age of 65. It's just, I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm, I'm sure my knees and all that ain't going to want to do it anyway. My back, <laughs> you know, I'm just not going to do it. Right. I'm not going to be doing it. It's just, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going into burning buildings at 65 years old. Right. So something's got to give, something's got to change. Um, so that's that. So, uh, you know, I, basically I'm saying all this to say this, Right. The average person gets complacent, right? The average person watches eight hours of TV a day. The average person, uh, they get up in the morning, uh, they go to work, they look at the clock to see what time it is to take lunch. Uh, then when they get back from lunch, they look at the clock to see how soon they can get off and go home. And then they go home and they sit in an hour, two, three hours of traffic, right? They may pick up their kids, see their wife, kiss them for five, six minutes, uh, watch a little TV crash, wake up in the morning, and do it all over again, right? Now, if that's you and it kind of offends you a little bit, that's good. I hope it does, right? Because that's not living. You know that. I know that. Now, you got to do that for a while. But what's your game plan to stop doing that? Because you can't do that for 40 years. You're going to lose your children, to somebody else who's paying more attention to them, school, TV, YouTube, porn. You see what I'm saying? Mess around, lose your wife, your husband, because somebody else is paying more attention to them. Right? The wife, your, uh, what they call it, uh, at work wife, at work husband, the people that they're spending more time with. Right? And then trying to cram everything in on the weekends is exhausting. That's why we hate Mondays. Let me tell you something to you. It's, it's, and it's not a coincidence. At my job on Mondays, we call them medical Mondays because those are the days where the heart attacks are happening. Those are the days we're in office buildings left and right. The nervous breakdowns, the, the faintings, people passing out on Mondays, Monday mornings. It's not a coincidence. Okay. It's not a coincidence. And it's not a coincidence that Friday nights are the days we get all the drunk drivers. The shootings, the people acting up because all week long they've been at work and then on Friday they lose a mind. <laughs> okay? It's not a coincidence. There's no way to live. What's the game plan? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do differently? Right? Because if you keep doing the same thing, you're gonna keep getting the same results or worse. Remember, I said there's no such thing as standing still. You're either moving backwards or you're moving forward. You're either dying or you're growing. Are you growing? And growing is an active act. It's not a passive. See, dying, death is a passive. It's a passive deal. But growing is active. All right? You know that because when you go to the gym, <laughs> you're trying to get back into shape. It's pretty active. Right? It, it don't take any effort to get out of shape. None. None whatsoever. Right? That's your body dying. Okay, hate to be so direct. No, I don't. I'm direct because I care. All right, we got to do differently. It's the new year. That state that on the 15th of January, people have already given up on their New Year's goals. 
their New Year's resolutions. This is why I decided to do this podcast. Because if you if you even thinking about giving up right now, I'm going to kick you in the tail whenever I see you. Right. I would be more harsher, but. I'm a nice guy. And since we don't know each other that well, I won't go too hard on you. But my friends, people who do know me, they know I go hard. I don't pull no punches. I'm a love on you hard, though. I love I love you. I love you to death. Right. But that's why I'm like this. That's why I'm honest with you. Because we got to do more. But if you keep going with the average, right, if you want the average car, you want the average house, you want the average job, you want the average lifestyle, you're going to get the average retirement, which is depending on the government or your job. God forbid, Wall Street in hopes that there's enough money for you when you're done as you're running away from a career that you don't really like to be in. Let's change that. The average person will stay comfortably uncomfortable for 30, 40 years. Not the misfit. The misfit will find what he loves, she loves to do. And find a way to make the money come along. Right? Live the life you, you want to live now. I heard this, I heard this say, this said, think about what, you're, what you want to do when you retire. Okay, you got a job right now. When you retire, what is it that you want to do? Okay. Do you want to go fishing every day? Do you want to go surfing every day? Do you want to go travel the world? Do you want to go volunteer and feed the homeless? Do you want to start a business when you retire? Do you want to open up a barbershop? What is it that you want to do when you retire? Whatever that is. Think about whatever that is. Okay. Now figure out a way to do that now. Okay. If you want to go fishing when you retire, Go find a way to be a fisherman now, right? Go start a fishing tour company or something, right? You can start part-time. You know, if you'd like to get up and go fish, get up 3.30 in the morning, you know, get your little business together where you can go do fishing tours, right? Go make a deal with people who own these lakes and these waters and, you know, things like that. Go start now, right? If you want to uh, live on the beach when you retire, go to the beach now. Maybe start you a little hut. Right. A little surfboard hood or something or do something. Right. I got a buddy of mine who um, years ago and he's living a lifestyle now, found a way to make about two thousand dollars a month on the Internet, selling various stuff on eBay and, and things like that. Right. Once he got the two thousand dollars, he moved to Costa Rica, lives in Costa Rica on a beach, black sandy beach in a house and lifestyle basically cost him seven hundred dollars a month. Right on the house, right there on the beach with a jungle in his back backyard with the creeks rolling by. There's monkeys and everything in the trees. Right. I've seen it. It's crazy. Seven hundred dollars a month. Right. Because he was disconnected from a from a job that he had to go to every day. It didn't take much money for him to do that. He didn't have to wait 30, 40 years to figure out how to make two thousand dollars a month to go live in Costa Rica. Right. Now, somebody else saying, well, it's only two thousand dollars. I got kids. and all. Look, it's not about the number. It's about the mindset. Whatever you want to do in retirement, figure out how you can do that today. Right? Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Don't be average. Average gives you dead or dead broke at the age of 65, wondering where your life went, regretting the things you didn't get a chance to do, wondering where your children's childhood went to, Wondering how you lost your wife or your husband 
or why y'all want to get divorced after being married for 30 something years. Because now all of a sudden you're forced to talk to each other because you didn't talk to each other within those first 20 or 30 years. That terrifies me more than anything. People ask me, uh, you know, you're crazy for, you know, your wife staying at home and all that other good stuff. Let me tell you something. Me and my wife have an amazing, amazing, amazing marriage. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that she doesn't have to go work for somebody else if she don't want to. Okay. When I come home, she's here or maybe she's out. She's coming home shortly. She doesn't have to be anywhere. Right. And besides, she's worth more to me than anybody else could pay her in the market. Okay. She's worth more to me than any paycheck that's out there. So that's why, (laughs) right? That's why I'm committed to doing whatever it takes. Because it's not, again, it's not about the money. It's about the purpose. It's about what I want, right? Take what you want, take your purpose, take the things you want to accomplish, and that be the primary thing. And you figure out how to get everything else around you to work for you to that end, right? And don't forget the blessings that you got, right? Because without God, I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff, okay? The average person thinks they can do without them. Don't be average. Be a misfit. That's all I got to say. Hope that was helpful. Right. Sorry to get a little tough on, you know, I, I do this every now and again. Right. Every now and again, I get a little tough on you. Next week, we get back to the nitty gritty. We get back to stuff you can really use. Hopefully, hopefully this gets you at least thinking. Right. Especially if this is your first time tuning in and you're listening all the way this long. That's that's impressive. <laughs> Let's say thank you. Welcome. Uh, you're you're definitely a misfit if you sit here and listen to me ramble on this long. So I appreciate you. Welcome to the La Familia. Right. Um, but next week we get back into it. Get some useful stuff for you. Uh, then I'll have some feedback on how the, the boot camp went. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm excited about it because I was made for this, right? This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be teaching and leading and inspiring and all that good stuff, right? So I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited about it because I know, I know, I know for a fact that what we have, people need and people are ready for it. And I'm truly blessed by it. So anyway, with that being said, I appreciate you so much for listening. I really do. I love you and God bless. MPS. MPS. I said we're talking about money. Money. I said we're talking about money. Are you still listening? (laughs) Well, here, here's the deal. Because you listened all the way to the end, because you're clearly a dedicated listener, I got a gift for you, right? You know, I have amazing mentors I like to share with you. So today, as a bonus for sticking with me all the way to the end, here's an excerpt from one of the greats, Mr. Jim Rohn. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Walk away from the 97%. Don't use their vocabulary. Don't use their excuses. Don't use their method of drift and neglect. Won't even walk around the block for their health. Won't even eat an apple a day. Won't even take the time to refine their philosophy for a better life. Walk 
away and join the 3%. Guess how many people can retire from the income of their own personal resources when it comes time to retire? Answer, 5%. In America, 5% of the people are independent. 95% are dependent. Take charge of your own retirement, you can multiply it at least by five. Let the government take care of it, some company take care of it, you got to divide by five. <laughs> I'm asking you to take charge of your own retirement, take charge of your own life. It happens to be one of the titles of my own cassette program, Take Charge of Your Own Life. That's what we've talked about here all morning. Take charge of your own day. Don't have days like most people have. You'll wind up broken poor. Pennies, no treasures. Trinkets, no values change it all. And it starts as simple as an apple a day. It starts as simple as the first book of your new library. It starts as simple as the first journal that you get and make the first entry that when people see it will say this is the beginning of a study of a serious student. They're going to be healthy. They're going to be powerful. They're going to be rich. They're going to have it all. Look, they've committed themselves to a whole new journey. I'm asking you to do that. But what's easy to do is what? Easy not to do. But walk away from the 90%. Walk away from the 97%. Walk away from the 95%. Don't go where they go. Don't do what they do. Don't talk like they talk. Develop you a whole new language. Be part of the few. Guess when I went and got this little book, Richest Man in Babylon. Guess when I went and got it? The same day I heard about it. I went and got it. Somebody says, well, Mr. Rohn, does that make you different than most everybody else? And the answer is yes. Somebody says, well, why is that? We don't know. What do we know? You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. All we know is some get the spark and say, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change my health. I'm going to change my relationship with my family. I'm going to change everything. And if it starts with an apple, if it starts with a walk around the block, if it starts with a book, if it starts with a journal, whatever it starts with, I'm a candidate. I'm ready to go and change my life. I invite you on that journey. Once you look back on it, you will never turn back. You'll never go back to the old ways and the old language and the old neglect. Never. Cardiovascular problems in alone in America create over a thousand funerals a day. And 70% of it is neglect. I'm asking you not to hope they're going to fix this out here next year so that you'll be healthier. I'm asking you to pick up some new disciplines so that you will be healthier. Drive yourself to do it. Book by book, entry by entry. It's all available for you. It's how you feel about yourself. Understanding self-worth. That is the real challenge. Once you begin to understand your own self-worth, I'm telling you, your life will begin to soar. You can walk out of the darkness into the light. You can walk out of heartbreak into confidence. Understanding your own self-worth. Here's a good phrase to take home. Each of us must understand how valuable all of us are. But here's the second part. All of us must understand how valuable each of us are. Is your contribution valuable to the whole? I'm telling you, without you, the whole is incomplete. I'm telling you, it takes each of us to make all of us. Each of us with a contribution. Think how powerful we can be if each of us make a better contribution. In fact, John Kennedy said it best. Surely it's the cry of the new Democratic Party. John Kennedy's ancient words. And he said what? Ask... 
for everything and see what you wind up with. No. 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 John Kennedy said what? Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what? What you can do for your country. I'm asking you to consider yourself valuable enough to make an important contribution to all of us. You make an important contribution to all of us. And then in return, you get to draw from all of us and the gifts that we bring to each of us. That is the power. And if you walk away from here today with that new refined attitude, I'm telling you, you can have whatever you want. You can have the health you want. You can have the income you want. You can have the future you want. Your relationship with your family will start to improve immediately. All you got to do is take it serious and do not neglect. Like an apple a day, do not neglect. Like a new book of your new library, do not neglect. An entry in your journal, do not neglect. Don't get lazy in learning. Learning is the beginning of wealth. Learning is the beginning of health. Learning is the beginning of ecstasy and joy and pleasure and lifestyle and all the treasures that are available for the human family. I'm asking you, start a whole new process today. You'll be happy that you did. Your life will change dramatically. And then what I want back, just as a favor from you to me, let me know about it. I like to get the letters. You cannot believe the letters I've got in my files from teenagers and business, business executives now all over the world. Some of them have to be translated from other languages where I go do seminars like this today. I want that to be part of your story and your experience. That's why I came by to make this kind of investment. I don't need to work this hard except for that. I could be riding my motorcycle on the Jeep trails today. Right? I don't need to work this hard, but I do need the experience because I want the return. I want this to affect your bank account today. I'm asking you not just to take notes. If you'll go home and work on this stuff, I'm telling you it'll change your life and your future, and that's why I'm here. I want it to happen for you like it happened for me.